In today's episode, Dr. Kashi talks about a coach who talks about one of their clients who has conditioned themselves to do a very interesting behavior during exercise. And it gets in the way and causes interesting issues for them both. So using this example, the good doctor discusses how to use the SRO model to resolve problems with empirical evidence and critical thinking. Roll the intro. Hello, and welcome to <sighs> Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. Today's lesson is a, uh, a complete break from Tabitha's story. Uh, it's a break, and today there's some cool science stuff, okay? Since many, many of TKN's uh, clients are actually coaches themselves, this is some advice for them, some coaching advice, some interesting sciencey stuff, as well as, uh, obviously, advice for people that are coaching themselves, which is always good, okay? Now, I imagine that, um, uh, I mentioned that rather, because this stems from an exchange within a group uh, where, where I consistently provide advice and feedback on other coaches' methods and perspectives. And uh, today's lesson is about treating a symptom that actually helps you address the cause of a problem. I'll say that again. Today's lesson is all about how treating a symptom actually helps you address the cause of a problem. And the example here is a coach that's frustrated and a little concerned about a client that just keeps yawning during exercise. So here's what you're learning. You're learning that getting to the root of a problem is sometimes important, but it's often overrated. It's often overrated. Uh, with, with every, I guess, with even a tiny bit of critical thinking, uh, how treating symptoms can actually fix underlying problems, which is pretty cool and how TCAN's SRO model solves for this, assuming we have enough time to go over that, okay? Well, I'll just hop right into uh, the question that was asked in the group. And the question that was asked in the group was, hi coaches, I have a client that, that expressed she has to yawn extremely a lot, uh, extremely, she has to yawn extremely a lot during her workouts. What should I recommend her? Okay, and there's a couple of answers that came out first, and we're going to discuss those. Uh, before we get into uh, the logaria that I threw down, <laughs> okay? So the first response from one of the members is, well, maybe her blood sugar is low, uh, which when you peel the onion back one layer there is, is quite interesting because in layman speak, that uh, essentially translates to, well, if she's tired, then she should eat, which is an interesting projection. Um, and it's one of the top choices that people have whenever they feel tired as a snack on something, right? The physiology of this pseudo endocrine disruption is dubious at best the chances that blood sugar is low are actually almost zero unless the person is actually metabolically deranged, in which case it's a different conversation. This is why humans have glycogenolysis and a liver and, and all these other things. So if the person had a legitimate metabolic derangement, then this conversation would be more interesting. Uh, until then, if they are tired, then they should eat. It's just a typical fee to enter any conversation like this. Uh, and probably something that the person has tried many times, which is why they have enlisted the help of a fitness professional <laughs> because of the consistency, you know, whatever. Okay. All right. Um, snacking is a cure for everything, right? Until it's the cause of everything, as it were. Okay. So the next response was, was well, uh, maybe her, maybe she's tired. Right? So the first response is, well, if she's tired, then she should eat effectively. And then the second response, well, if she's yawning during training a lot, maybe she's tired. Okay. And the, you know, the internal conversation there was, well, yeah, I guess the, 
her work schedule is kind of crazy. And then it became like an aha, okay? Which ends up making perfect sense. And I'll get into why that makes perfect sense, but why it's actually misleading here in a second. So the response that Dr. Cashy laid down to like, my client keeps yawning during exercise. What is going on? How, like, what is, how does this, how do we help? What's go, like, ah, so frustrated, okay? And the response Dr. Cashy threw down is that this person is probably operantly conditioned, classically conditioned, okay? In, in, in so far as the person has trained themselves to yawn <laughs> during exercise and it's being interpreted as something completely different and throwing people on a wild goose chase, right? So even if this yawning is a response to some other physiological cue, like maybe she really was consistently tired when she, and then she started yawning and all these other things were going on. Like maybe, maybe she was yawning because of something that was happening before. Um, even if it was, that's now moot. That's now moot because now this person has associated it with exercise. So if you look at the belief system in the SRO model, this person, if you look at the original question, it is that, or if you hear the original question as it were, uh, she, pulling it up here, I've already lost it, that she has to yawn extremely a lot, which means that she probably told her coach, right, I have to yawn extremely a lot whenever I exercise. And that's, the interesting part, right? That's where the conditioning part comes in because if you look at the BF, the, the BS, the belief system, that is now the demand that she's placed on herself, right? I must yawn when I exercise. Who knows how many times that has been conditioned? You ring the bell and the dog salivates, right? That sort of stuff is real, it really is, okay? So even if it's a response to some nebulous physiological cue, like maybe she did yawn a bunch of times because she was tired one time, now that she's associated it, she's created this demand on herself, now all of that is meaningless, it's all moot, okay? However, it is possible that since she conditioned this, she, condi she can condition some other behavior, such as a deep breath. So if you feel like you're getting on, well, you can interrupt, interrupt it, right? Increase the space between stimulus response and then consciously go to take a deep breath instead of yawn. Right? That's essentially what that means. So it's a matter of being cognizant, imagine that, when the yawning is about to happen, which is easy with yawns, okay? And then right before it happens, you do something else. Right before it happens, you do something else. And then making a positive, either mental note or better, verbal mark, such as breathe. So if you go to exercise and you feel like yawn, you go, whoa, I'm about to yawn. I'm gonna take a deep breath instead and breathe and you will end up cueing that other behavior to happen instead of the yawning, okay? Which, incidentally, has different impacts on your nervous system, and that's, that's vagal tone, that's for a different, that's for a different beast, <laughs> okay? And so, although cued by different stimuli, uh, it's actually like holding back a sneeze, because that is possible to do, You've definitely done it before, especially like if you have to be in a quiet place and there's like really weird and you can hear a pin drop, maybe you're at the symphony or the opera and it's like if you sneeze, it's like it's like an earthquake in there, right? And you feel a sneeze coming on and you're like, Ugh! and you hold it in and then the sneeze goes away, right? It is possible. You know you've done it, even with coughing, right? A lot of times you can take a deep breath, have a really deep breath, and then so it's same sort of principle, okay? Except in this case, you have really what's, what is actually a conditioned response like a yawn and you're turning it into something else, okay? And then when this happens, eventually her yawning will go extinct. That is the behavior term, right? The amount of times that she yawns goes down and then deep breathing will take its place. And this is at the very least a sensical behavior swap in the context of exercise. 
So even though, even though she's swapping from yawning to something else, deep breathing during exercise is still a behavior that makes sense. And therefore the frustration associated with yawning will go down and then the convenience of exercising will go up. And that means that the overall levels of frustration will decline and the SRO model ends up taking care of itself, as you know, okay? So the next level, next level behavioral intervention of this would be empirical substantiation, okay? Throwing the scientific method in here. So after the R, which you're replacing the R, you have a response, which is now deep breathing instead of yawning. You can start keeping track of those results so that you know that your outcome is, so that the results are positive and therefore you can also have a positive outlook and have a constructive outcome, okay? So for instance, if she tracked the number of yawns that she had during exercise over time and the number of deep breaths over time, then she will see that the yawns will go down and the deep breaths will go up. And this shows empirically it proves, therefore substantiating the new belief that, okay, I can take a deep breath instead of yawn, instead of I must yawn, <laughs> okay? And it will show empirically that this is a reasonable behavior swap. And for that reason, it helps to reinforce the conditioning, the reinforcement, the substantiation of deep breathing and the extinction of yawning. Hope that makes sense, okay? And so there's another response in here after that that said, well, I would focus on the person's wild work schedule, right? Because if she's exhausted from work, well then, you know, that'll take, fix, fix her crazy schedule and then the yawning stuff at the training takes care of itself, okay? We tend to overcomplicate stuff, be simple. First of all, like that, that's, that's a, that makes perfect sense, right? Get to the root, okay? And so the response that Dr. Kashi had to that is that if the yawning is only a problem during training, as per the poster's original inquiry, right? Then this behavior is divorced from being generically tired. That means that this person yawns during training even if they are well rested. And that, that is why the commentary and operant conditioning was made, right? So it makes sense to tackle a crazy work schedule, but unless she yawns extremely a lot all the time, instead of just at training, that would probably be the question. My client is yawning all the time and she's so super annoyed and frustrated. Instead, it's just training. And since it's just training, it's probably conditioned during that time period, like at the gym or hearing clanks or whatever, okay? So this means that Correcting a crazy work schedule, although obviously better and healthier for a lifestyle change, it still leaves the yawning problem. <laughs> it still leaves the yawning problem, okay? Well, then the issue becomes, well, now you're just treating the symptom and yada, yada, yada. And the reality is that I do find it curious that a lot of people do, they find it simpler and easier to make a 180 degree change in a person's lifestyle, which is the entire premise of a year long curriculum, which is why I made, which is why I made the background Brittany's friend, right? This stuff has an overarching theme here, <laughs> okay? Forcing a person to make a 180 degree turn in their life, which is the entire premise of a year long curriculum as a way to deal with yawning during exercise. <laughs> that is simpler and easier than just giving yourself some verbal kudos and making tally marks on an index card. Good grief. <laughs> and so the index card intervention, although it is superficial and only treats the symptom of an underlying issue, maybe, it's actually too hard to preemptively validate if it's actually an issue associated with tiredness or if it is classically conditioned or probably both, okay? However, is the underlying curriculum that a coach is using 
i.e. a year-long curriculum, okay, is that actually promoting a healthy lifestyle in the background? Ah, uh, yes, it is. So there is an overarching program, holistically modifying lifestyle in the background. It's already in place. It's already in place. For that reason, it is a sensible solution to have a more superficial behavior intervention to help eliminate a fixable daily frustration, for Pete's sake. <laughs> yes, this index card method in keeping track of yawns is a is relatively dumb standalone tactic. If that was the only thing that, like, if that was the only thing the person was doing, then yes, it would be dumb. But it's implemented within the confines of a holistic and long-term solution, which is the point. Otherwise, you're saying your yawning will only go away when you completely turn your whole life around. <laughs> okay? It's better to set people up to win. Set yourself up to win. This is a simple and sometimes fun way to gamify the correction of a daily frustration that currently and in the past contributed to a low exercise adherence. This means that since I was always yawning when I trained, I told myself I always yawn when I exercise, now going to the gym is frustrating because all I do is yawn and crap when I'm there. So why bother even going? This was the problem. She stopped exercising because she yawned so much. <laughs> Good grief, right? That means that treating this symptom actually helps actually helps with the healthy lifestyle intervention because now the gym could be more fun. It could be gamified. There's all sorts of other things that could be implemented to make this better, which overall helps the holistic approach to lifestyle change. Imagine that, okay? Therefore, this superficial and symptom-based intervention has a probable impact on the client's long-term success. Imagine that. <laughs> so here's what you've learned. Like getting to the root of a problem is sometimes important, but it's often overrated. With even a tiny bit of critical thinking, how treating a symptom can actually fix the underlying problem. And how TCAN's SRO model solves for this. <laughs> how TCAN's SRO model solves for this. So if this makes sense to you, then throw down a hashtag tired. If you've ever been tired of getting crummy and lazy answers thrown out for every problem, instead of effective solutions meant for you. Thanks for completing today's lesson. Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out!